welcome to I'm In Here, a space all about spirituality, healing, and awakening for Black women, inclusive of women of trans experience, as well as gender non-conforming and non-binary people of color. Here, I share tools and skills that have helped me along my spiritual and personal journey, and hopefully you will find some value in the information for your own journey to grow, heal, and align with your higher self. My name is Kendall, and I thank you for joining me. Self-trust. Ooh, this one's going to be a doozy. This one is going to be a doozy. Recently, uh, like in the past year, I'll say, I was having this conversation with my partner about trust of self, trust specifically, and just trust overall. Um, but definitely starting with the self, um, because I was saying to my partner that I really don't trust other people. And it was kind of a difficult thing for me to admit because I think of myself as being kind of very open, very trustworthy. Uh, when someone, when, when I have some type of established relationship connection, um, putting in time effort <laughs> with with a person over years I think yeah like I trust this person but I think overall there are a lot of ways that I am very uh distrust trusting of people and particularly distrusting of myself and so one of the things that I started to say to myself was that the only way that I can trust is to trust that's it there, there's no on-ramp there's no like, kind of like let me just get get myself ready to trust <laughs> let me just figure out how to do this practice let me do these steps let me kind of work on up let me build the ladder up to trust no it has to happen right now I have to start doing it in order for me to trust I gotta trust let me give you an example of what I mean um before we get into the the personal, uh, internal, the the self trust, let me give you an example of how that looks on the outside. So, my nine year old daughter, uh, she knows at the end of each night what she needs to do to get ready for bed. The only nights that this doesn't apply are Friday and Saturday nights because she doesn't have to go to school the next day. But uh, it's still a routine that we have. So. I said to her, you know, I trust you. You know the routine. You know the things that you need to do. Okay. Normally, when I would tell her, okay, you know the things that you need to do. Kind of like, let's start to get ready for bed. I would still kind of talk to her and say, okay, make sure you do X, Y, Z. <laughs> and then I would also check in on her and say, okay, are you doing X, Y, Z? Like, all right, da, da, da. And listen, this is this is a very loose example, okay? <laughs> she's still nine, so I still do have to kind of make sure that she's actually doing the thing. She's actually brushing her teeth. She's actually taking a shower, all the things. But she started saying, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, mama. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, because you say it every night. I know, I know. And so I thought to myself, okay, I repeat myself a lot. And I, and I get it. It's a reminder because once again, still nine, still learning, still, right. You have to get these routines in your body. 
but I was like, yeah, I think I am pretty repetitive. So let me actually try, let me try this exercise of trust in this realm. Let me see what it looks like here. So let me just back off and let me let you do what you know to do. Because if I keep kind of coming behind you, then am I really trusting that you're going to get ready for bed? Do I, do, do I really believe in that? So I said, all right, let me try it. And I, there was one night I said, I'm going to just relax. I'm going to kind of scale back. I'm not going to check in on you as much. I'm only going to come in towards the end and say goodnight to make sure that I say goodnight to you, but I'm not going to be checking in on you constantly. So that means that I'm trusting you that you're going to do what you say you do, which is brush your teeth, all the things that you need to do, blah, 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 get, get your lunch ready for school the next day. Right? Yeah, of course she can, she said, I can do that. Let me tell y'all something. It was so difficult to not check in on her, to not say something. I, the, the repetition of, did you brush your teeth? Make sure you brush your teeth. <laughs> did you brush your teeth? Did you fix your lunch? Did you fix your lunch? Make sure you fix your lunch. Get your lunch. Um, and I just thought for a minute. So as I was sitting there and I was just kind of like digging my nails into the couch <laughs> to just try and be still and be present in my body, I started to reflect on myself and what are some of the ways that I do this to myself where I say, okay, Kendall, we're going to do X, Y, Z, and then just let that, like trust that I, that I got the information rather than kind of use external people, use external sources as confirmation or, or use external sources as permission. So that became a real, a real doozy of a lesson of a practice that I'm still, <laughs> once again, still, still learning for myself, still developing. Uh, and so when I say self-trust, when I talk about that, that to me is, we can also call it intuition. We can call it following our gut. We can call it a myriad of things, our higher self, spirit, all, whatever, whatever name we want to label it. There's so many different names that we can give it, but the, the, the there is an actual, uh, practice. There's an actual verb of trust when it comes to self that goes beyond any type of word descriptor, even me trying to kind of articulate it in this moment is is a bit challenging. Something that I have discovered for myself is that similar to love, trust is an action word. Trust is an action word for me specifically because what I've started to kind of think about is that when I trust myself, there's an action that I have to take to kind of, I don't want to say ensure <laughs> the trust, but, but it, it, it doesn't stop with an internal, hmm, yeah, I trust you. <laughs> there, there's an action that, that usually follows suit. So how this starts to kind of look is that there's an internal feeling, there's an internal nudge, there's some type of, mm, in my gut that's like, uh, uh, do this go that way, say this, don't do that, stop, slow down, breathe, move over here, try this, don't try that, right? There, there's something in me that that nudges me. Um, 
And I can't describe that feeling, but you, you know, you know what that feeling is. You know what that feeling is, is when, when something's pushing you or pulling you in a direction, you can, you can feel it in your body. Like when you really, really tap into your body, you can feel it. And so for me, it's like, it's, it's right in my, in my gut. It's, it's in the center of my belly. It's around my, um, belly button area. Just, it it's almost like this palpable energy that will, that can physically move my body <laughs> to, to be like, mm, go, ooh, do that. Ooh, feel, mm, notice that, notice that. What I have gotten better at is listening to that nudge, really paying attention to that nudge. Because prior to this, what I would do is I would notice the nudge, but then I would say, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to go in that direction. I'm not going to say that thing. I'm not going to try that. I'm not going to do right. I'm just, I'm not going to do that. So I'd feel the nudge and think, oh, maybe the nudge is indigestion. Maybe the nudge is that I have a lot of gas. Maybe the nudge is uh, I'm on my cycle. Maybe the nudge is that I ate the wrong thing. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever dismissive sentence you could put in to ignore the nudge, I probably said that sentence to myself. So I became curious of, okay, what, what would happen if I were to actually follow that nudge? Because here's the thing, when I don't follow the nudge, it's usually because I am trying very desperately to kind of fit into some type of idea or standard that I think will be accepted by other people. And I think to myself that the nudge is actually going to put me in a dangerous situation. I, I that, That's what I have started to kind of put together I started to uh, lego build this idea that the nudge was really getting me into dangerous situations or situations that were not the best fit for me and I really don't have any example of how that is true and accurate folks I really don't because you could be asking me well where did you get that idea where did you get that concept from where did that come from I don't know (laughs) because I think in the examples that I have in my mind and I can't draw clear examples to give to you to share with you but what I can say is that what I thought that I was doing in the past of like following that nudge was I only moved maybe two percent or two degrees I didn't fully commit to the the direction that the nudge was taking me and because I didn't fully commit something would happen where nothing bad, but it would just kind of be a, a, usually it would be a signal of, okay, keep, keep going, keep, keep moving. And sometimes that signal of keep going, keep moving came up in a very jarring way. So I'd be like, Ooh, no, that the signal is telling me that I'm, I'm off. I'm completely off base. Um, the other way that I would notice that, um, yeah, I would start to follow the nudge, but then something would go, would go left is like, I would follow the nudge, but then something or some, usually someone around me would kind of look at me and be like, what are you doing? Why are you going in that direction? 
And even if it was a question out of just curiosity, not a question out of judgment, I interpret it as a, as a question of judgment. And so then I said, oh, well, I can't go in that direction because not everyone else is going in that direction. So I can't follow this nudge. And over time, I just really began to think to myself, the nudges are not the direction for me to go in. Other people around me know better. Other people around me know me more than me. And so that is what I should listen to. And I mean, if you think about it, in a lot of our pop culture, there is that uh, narrative that the people around you will know you better than you. So you should really follow what other people are saying and suggesting to you because they know you better than you do. They, they're they around you. They see you. They, they witness you. And particularly romantic relationships. I mean, if we're just being honest and we're just going to go straight to the meat of the situation. Um, when you listen to songs, when you look at movies, when you watch television... It's this idea that there is this other you that you join up with that like all of the missing pieces, oh my gosh, all of the stuff that was clouding your your ideas of self, like, oh, I didn't know who I was until this person came along and now I am a whole being. <laughs> now I'm a whole being. And so it it just kind of sets you up, I think, to to believe that these other entities, these other beings, these other people really have more knowledge and wisdom of you than you do. And it's really hard to take into account that these other people are people. The first time I learned that was uh, just from my parents and learning about them and learning about their history, learning about their lives, the choices that they made, the 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 beautiful messes that they created that also brought forth just beautiful love and liberation it 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 was a wake up call of like oh you're you're a you're a person you're not you're not a god sitting up on a cloud you're not some kind of higher deity that i am <laughs> that i'm bowing to you're you're a person like me and you you make mistakes and wow mm and even in the mistakes that were made or, you know, I hate to use the word mistake, but even the lesson or whatever, I don't like that word either. Even just living life, the decisions that you made, wow, that I just, I was fascinated learning about my parents, learning about my grandparents as much as I could in ways where they would show me themselves uh, in a very vulnerable way. So getting back to self-trust, these people, yes, they do love me. They do know me. They do, they, they, they have been around me. They've witnessed me. And I do have personality traits, characteristics that also are similar to some of, to some of them talking about familial ties, even in romantic relationships could even also be friendships. But ultimately, their experience, their knowledge, their wisdom comes through the lens of their own life experience. And we live two completely different lives. Uh, I don't live, I never lived the same life as my mother. I never lived the same life as my grandmother, friends, partner, children. I, so why would I then be 
trying to affirm and confirm my own knowing from someone who doesn't live in this body. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. And, it, you know, honestly, it's not that it gets really tricky. Because anytime I talk about this, then um, I have conversations with some friends of mine who say, well, you know, what about people who do things that are mean, that are nasty, that are that can that are damaging to other people? And then I always think, OK, well, are the things that they are doing from a genuine place of self-trust, of self-knowledge, self-wisdom, or are they doing things from a place of reaction, from a place of emotion? Because that's that's different. And I think that when we kind of have, we have understanding of those two differences, it enables us to listen to tap into more that wisdom and know the difference have discernment between when we're reacting and emoting from something versus when we are moving with integrity and moving with intuition wisdom knowledge that comes from a completely different place it feels very different in your body I know when I'm reacting to something and it has nothing to do with self-trust it has everything to do with self preservation. I know how that feels versus when I'm moving in the direction of self-trust and I'm saying, okay, yeah, I like, I got myself, I got this and and we're going to be fine. So like I said, trust is an action word. And first is that kind of that nudge that you feel. Mm, 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 all right. Then to actually move in the direction fully just moving into it. I'm a parent. I just want to remind y'all of this. So please, <laughs> when you hear this example, if you happen to watch the movie Onward, if you didn't, oof, I'm, this will be really difficult to understand. But I'll try to explain it as best as I can. There's a Disney movie called Onward. And there's a scene in the movie where there's a huge, huge, huge chasm. And these two brothers have to get across this chasm. And the way that they figure out how to get across this chasm is by using magic. And just as a safety net, because the brother that has to, only one brother can actually do magic. And the brother that has to do the magic, he's really, really, he's not confident. He's not confident that he can do really well. Um, and so as a precaution, he tells his other brother, Hey, tie a rope to my waist, just in case things get a little hairy. Okay. Just, just, just for my safety. And the brother's like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. So the brother that does magic starts to do this magic spell and he has to trust that every time he puts his foot down, that while he can't see it, there's this invisible invisible bridge that is taking him to this other side. And so he says the magic spell. He steps down a little like tediously at first. And then magically he's supported. It's like he's floating in the air. Then he takes another step. Invisible bridge. Magically supported takes another step. And so now he's like confident. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. He's just like having a grand old time. Like, yeah. Woo. At some point, the rope starts to unravel and the brother who's holding the rope is like, ooh, okay. <laughs> like, ooh, 
this is a little troublesome. <laughs> this could this could not end well. So he's encouraging his brother. He's like, yeah, yeah, keep going. Just don't look down. Just keep saying the magic. Believe in yourself. Keep believing in yourself. You got this. You got this. And in his voice, he's really <laughs> trying to be as supportive as possible while the rope has completely slipped from his brother. And he knows that if his brother finds out that he does not have this security net, does not have this rope tied to him, and he realizes that in the middle of this chasm, he's going to fall and he's going to die. So he's like, yeah, you got it. You got this. <laughs> you got it. You keep going. Oh my goodness, you're doing so great. And the brother who's walking across this invisible ridge is like, yeah, you know, not even paying attention. Like, I got this. Just like living life, jumping up and down, right? <laughs> Just like having a grand old time. Gets to the very end and could could have easily waited till he fully crossed but didn't and had like a couple of steps left when he turns around looks at his brother and sees that the rope all of the rope is in his brother's hand and that's when the magic goes away he falls but he catches himself on the cliff right at the end and is able to climb up I'm sharing that whole story because when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow. Wow. Isn't that just a beautiful representation of self-trust? The magic is, is within me. The wisdom, the knowledge is within me. And all I have to do is take the step. And that voice that is encouraging me is the voice of spirit, is the voice of my higher self who knows that I'm going to be fine, who knows that I'm supported because spirit always has my back, no matter what. Now in this movie, in this story, there's the rope that still is, that I think of it as a safety net, but really the safety net is is spirit. Like Like I said, spirit always has my back. And if I really, really, really just let go and let go of this control that I think that I have because a lot of times when I'm making decisions out of fear when I'm making decisions out of wanting to establish connection a force connection uh, then things do not go in the direction that I think that they're going to go in things do not end up going where where I feel like oh this this was the right decision (laughs) this was a good decision for me no it usually is like oh Something I always say is, I should have gone with my first mind. I should have gone with my first mind. Because my first mind told me, do this. And then when it goes a different, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, should have followed my first mind. So self-trust is, okay, I feel that nudge. I feel that push. I feel that pull. I feel that tug. Now I'm going to actually step firmly and confidently in the direction towards that nudge towards that knowing towards that wisdom towards that intuition and what what i when i started to actually become aware and intentional about this practice of self-trust following my intuition following my gut moving in that direction man there was such an ease (laughs) there was such an ease not that that there weren't challenges in my life not that um I had difficult decisions to make or hardships that I had to still kind of work through. Not that suddenly everything was roses. No, no, no. But I had, 
I, I, I felt more resourced within myself. I felt like I was going with the current as opposed to against the current. I felt that even in the hard, whatever the hard was that was going on at the time, because I was following the gut intuition, because I was following that nudge, I was able to manage the difficult situation a little bit easier, a little bit better with a little more grace than I would have if I was not listening to that intuition. And this started to happen enough times where I started to feel like, okay, I have I have a muscle memory now of what self-trust can feel like versus having no, absolutely no reference to self-trust, going more in the other direction of self-distrust. That's kind of where, that's that's the space that I lived in for a very long time. So now, even though it's still very new, I have a little bit more muscle memory of what self-trust feels like. And now that I know what it feels like, I have something to compare it to when I have decisions and when when maybe that nudge isn't as great. Maybe when it's not something that is so, um, not even so large, but like something that um, that is really kind of pushing me, even when if it's a, a little... Eh, you know, you, you go here. I can easily weigh the options and say, okay, I know if I go in this direction against myself, I know what that's going to feel like. And now I kind of have an idea <laughs> what could happen if I really play out the tape of whatever particular situation scenarios when I go against my intuition. I, I Now I, I feel like I have almost a little playbook where I'm like, I, I kind of know where this is going to go. <laughs> I kind of know how this is going to end up if I don't follow my gut. And now I have an idea of what happens if I follow my gut. And that usually feels a lot better. <laughs> um, I feel more supported. I feel more loved. I feel heard. I also feel that th- there, there's more ease. So I think, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go in that direction instead. This whole self-trust practice (laughs) has been so liberating. It's also been, uh, if I'm really honest, a little painful because it is, it's very new for me. It's very new for me. And... So there are times and there are moments where I am moving in that direction of intuition and that voice and that nudge, and I keep moving in that direction. And there's like the old me that's like, oh, we're, we're deep in this now. <laughs> we're waist deep. And yeah, things are moving really good, but oof, there's always something in me that's waiting for a ball to drop is what I'm trying to say. There's always something in me that's like, no. <laughs> nah. It can't be this good. It can't. And I've I've been in conversation with my best friend. We we have conversations about this a lot because he he's saying that he's having a hard time thinking positively. And I said, you know, I don't know if it's thinking positively or just redirecting the focus. 
I don't know if I said it that way. Um, it's, 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 when I think, when I say think positive, sometimes it feels as though the thinking positive is, is kind of looking at something that's not there. It's, you're, you're trying to trick yourself in, in a way. And so sometimes it feels as though what you're doing is kind of taking a very extreme, um, idea, thought, imagination, and, and, and because it's not in alignment with what's going on in your current life, it's hard to receive, it's hard to kind of feel that quote unquote positive thought because you're like, but right now this is, <laughs> this is what's going on because, because there's such a focus on the negative. There's such a focus on what's not working. And rather than saying, okay, well think positive, it could be just, just shift the perspective. So yeah, there's these things that are going on in your life that, okay, they're, they're not working for you. So what are the things that are working for you? What are the things that feel good? Um, and listen, there's always something you can find that's bad. There's, there's always, there's always something you can find that's bad. There's always someone else who's doing better. That's what, that's what the perception is, but it's a shifting of the focus. And one of the things that, um, that has helped me, I'll say is I don't, I don't know about y'all. I don't spend a lot of time on social media. So I don't get, I don't, even when I follow certain accounts that are about spirituality, that are about, they're not about like necessarily a person. They're not about a product. Uh, but there, there is some type of exchange that's happening, uh, an energy exchange. And so when I find that I am distracted when I am not connected with my body, not connected with the present moment, not connected with nature in any way, shape, or form, it's very easy for me to get uh, pulled down in this idea of like, things aren't working for me. Things are not working. But when I look up (laughs) and look at my life, like I take my head up out of the sand and I shift the perspective, I'm like, look at all the things that I have created and manifested for myself. When I look at my present life right now, and this, this, like, I'll say about three or four months ago, I was in a really different place. I won't say struggling emotionally, but there was just a lot that I was um, feeling, tussling with, and I was so frustrated. And then there was a moment where I came home and I looked around at my house, I looked at my surroundings, I looked at my environment. I was like, if you don't take a moment to just love on this space that you have helped to create if you don't just sit back (laughs) and admire this beautiful sanctuary like come on because who could who who could have created that other than me and the other people that are around but who who else could have been a part of that like So let me take some time. Let me take a moment to really just kind of look at where I'm at and see the things that I have built, that I have created, that I have manifested that feel really good, that I can take a moment to just celebrate. Even that, just having moments of celebration where I I do something for myself that's not anything oh yeah it can have some type of monetary thing but most of the time it's I want to be quiet there's a way that I 
really enjoy my company and there's a way that in doing more of these practices of really listening to myself of reconnecting with myself of also reconnecting with nature I feel less and less inclined to want to quote unquote do something or buy something sometimes the reward is being still Sometimes the reward is just feeling this body. Sometimes the reward is like taking a shower and just enjoying the pleasure of having this water just just come over my body, just shower over me. And and, and appreciating my pinky toe. <laughs> appreciating my my elbows, my arms my knees, just, just appreciating certain things that are so easily overlooked. (sighs) (laughs) Self-trust. This all is in really a part of self-trust because the first word before we even talk about trust is the self. So in all of these things that I share with you, it has been a return to me. It has been a return to my body. Has it been a return to to myself and remembering who I am in the remembering then suddenly this wealth of knowledge pours out and it's like oh now that you know who you are let's do this (laughs) like let's 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 really enjoy this life now that you remember because you you forgot and it's okay there's nothing wrong with forgetting who you are you may even forget later on down the line but in this moment you remember and it feels good. It feels juicy. So I I start with self. And from there are additional lessons, additional curiosities, additional portals that I can move into, move through. This trust portal is one that is deeply powerful and I think that is such a foundational uh lesson portal that I I didn't understand the depth and the gravity of it until I started to actually move in the direction towards self-trust and realize how for how long I was moving with distrust of self and for me and going back to if you've been following me from episode one it's that foundational time two to ten two years old to 10 years old, where there was so much stuff happening that I lacked, I started to start to question my own self-trust. I started to question my own level of discernment. And I, (sighs) I'm speechless because I had so many examples. I had so many examples in my life of following someone else like going against my own trust going against my own knowing and going towards my knowing and when the knowing worked and when the distrust didn't and you would think that okay I had enough examples of the distrust and it not working for me that you would think okay I'm gonna go in a different direction but no no I didn't you know I just continued to kind of move in that place of distrust and what i what i can say to that for right now is that it feels life feels so much more vibrant there's much more color there's much more intensity of emotion and not intensity in a way where it's unbearable 
but intensity where it's it's more palpable where I can actually sense where uh, pleasure is in my body. I can sense where laughter is. I can even sense where grief lives in my body. So to have all of this information now, to have all of this awareness now is really just, it, it, it feels like such a gift. It feels like these are the things that I want to share with other people because I feel that when you, to, to, to be able to feel this, <laughs> to be able to feel what I'm feeling, even as I try so hard to describe what it is and there's no way that I can really articulate it. And for you, it will be a completely different experience. That liberation that you're going to feel in your body, it's a completely, we're going to have different feelings of it. But whatever that feeling is for you, I want you to feel that. I want you to feel that, that aliveness that lets you know that life's got you. You got life and you have made it to this point. And so if you if you were to just try out following your following your intuition, if you were to just try out trusting in yourself and to see what happens. Like just see what happens. Make this like a science experiment. <laughs> you know, when we had to do those science experiments with those like trifold boards and we had like the science fair. What if someone did a, a science project of like, what would it be like to trust yourself? How would that science project go? You wouldn't have just one test example. You'd have multiple things that you have tested and then you see which works, what doesn't. And then you kind of assess the situation from there. So you can think of it in that way. I don't know if y'all are science geeks like me, um, but <laughs> you can think of it in 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 a way of I've tried this and just kind of think for a minute, reflect for a moment. Has has going in the direction of self distrust has that worked for you? And if it hasn't, which I'm pretty sure it has not, uh, why don't why don't you try something else? Why don't you move in the direction of trusting yourself? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. This this episode was a little challenging for me because I'm still I'm still trying to merge the feelings with the words, merge the, the experience and <laughs> whittle it down in a way where I can use, where I can articulate what it is that I'm experiencing. And I have, listen, words, words are not very helpful. Uh, they can give ideas of what it is that we are experiencing. But when it comes to what is felt and what is shared without words, it's so deep, so much deeper than that. And I'm sure many of you would feel what it is that I'm saying if we were all in the same, in the same space and 
you could even just feel my presence. And, and I also know that this self-trust practice is a practice that has been working for me because that's the feedback that I've been given from people who have been around me for years, for decades, is there's something different about you. I can't quite put my finger on it, but something is different. And the difference doesn't feel off-putting to them. It doesn't feel like an attack on them. It doesn't feel like something that they have to kind of like look at me and, and wonder, are you like, what's, <laughs> is everything okay? No, it's more of, woof. What's what's happening? What, what are you doing? What's what's going on? Because there's something that's emanating from me that feels very different. And I just want to say that I'm still learning myself. I'm still learning who I am. I am still in a space of curiosity, a space of reflection. And there's always something to learn. There's always something that I'm going to discover about myself that I didn't quite know, even from something that I kind of already know or have some understanding of there will be a new perspective there'll be a new spin there'll be a new uh a new a new slant on it that I didn't consider before that I hadn't thought of that I didn't look at that wasn't wasn't open to me before because I wasn't ready or because whatever but I'm still learning and the more that I learn about myself, the more that I understand that I can create whoever I want to be moment to moment, that there are certain things that are kind of set in stone, which is that I'm greater than this body. I am not just this body. I am one piece of this greater consciousness, this greater energy that is also you, that is also the plants, that's also the planet, that's also the other universes and galaxies. That it, All of this is one thing that's breathing and beating together at the same time. That is a solid knowing that I have. And when I whittle it down to like this life and this experience, then it transforms into, oh, um, I don't, I don't have to kind of get as tripped up about certain things when I really kind of look at the grander scale, when I look at the bigger picture that this life is really meant to be enjoyed to be lived, to experience pleasure. I mean, I think that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I think that's really what we're all here for. But I, I, I feel within myself that that's what I know that I'm here for is to be able to experience this life, this body, this pleasure in a way that when other people see me, they know that, oh, I can experience that too. And then we, we can experience that together and then it ripples out. And then the more that we we're connected to ourselves the more that we're connected to this planet, we're, the more that we're connected to something that goes beyond what we sense with our physical senses, I think that life then will be very different than what it is now. I think that our systems and our structures would not be in place. I think that the whole of this planet would simply move in a direction of 
to sound cheesy, love and compassion. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but man, if you really were to think about what life, if, if, if that was the standard from which we were living life from, which was, was, which was love, compassion, grace, community. I mean, just, can you feel how different this, this experience called earth, this experience called this life would be? tangents y'all I go off on tangents all right (laughs) so hopefully you were able to kind of ride this out with me but we're going to talk in another episode because I want to expand the reason why I'm tying this part in about the greater collective consciousness and moving beyond like the body and beyond the self is like first yes we have to then we have to reconnect with the self which helps us to reconnect with the present. But as we advance, and y'all I'm sure are going going to like advance with me um, throughout this, is we now have to then stretch that, that trust. We have to then stretch that compassion, that love and that grace beyond just this body. So once we get it within ourselves and once we have a better idea, like I said, of how it feels and, and, and what it can provide for us, we then are able to touch lives beyond us and realizing that the, the other person, you specifically listening to this, that there's no distinction between you and I, we are the same. And it's not, (laughs) it's not this scientific, like we're the same as in, we have the same uh, chromosomes, whatever. It's not, it, I'm not getting into like that kind of mind frame of it. I'm getting into a very esoteric kind of mental alchemy where you are realizing that you and I are a mirror to each other. You and I are a mirror to each other. <clears throat> and what that means is that when I see you, I see myself reflected in you. Even the you that I don't necessarily vibe with. <laughs> the you that kind of feels a little, mm, I don't know if I want to connect with you. There's a, there's a mirror there. I really think that when, when we talk about dismantling these structures, we talk about dismantling these structures within ourselves, that it, 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 doesn't just stop there of course we know that right we we expand it out but how we expand it out and how we hold the hold the line of I don't want to be in this oppressive place within myself and I don't want to perpetuate these oppressive structures externally but also holding the love and the compassion. And when I'm able to see you as me reflected, then I'm able to interact with you. I'm able to have a completely different relationship with you because I'm if I'm relating to you as me and I'm relating to you in a way where I say, I don't want someone to do this to me. So I'm not going to do this to someone else. That's also a huge part of like this, this dismantling. And it, it, it takes, you got to have some repetitions with it. 
and we can we can talk all day about liberation we can talk all day about dismantling systems but how are you actually doing it to where each moment there is an intention of facing into that space that requires some rigor that requires some radical honesty that requires some radical love radical compassion radical grace <laughs> how 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 are we doing that hmm how are we doing that it's a good question it's a really good question and if you have questions that you want me to answer on this podcast in this pod space please submit some questions to my email my email is in the show notes um i love to make this engaging where it's y'all are a part of this a part of this discussion so yeah questions comments uh, and if you want me to share it on the podcast, please put a note in the email that, yes, I would like for you to read this online. If you don't want me to use your name, you want me to use some alias or whatever, some other secret name that you got, I can do that. Uh, but I'm curious as we go more into these topics, have more discussions, and I'm sharing more of this information in my own journey, and we'll at some point have guests on here email me some of your questions, things that you're curious about, things that you want to go a little deeper into, whether it's from a topic that we have already discussed or something that's in your own life that you feel willing to share, whatever it is, ask a question. Let's go from there. I thank you so much for joining me uh, and I will catch you on the next episode. Peace. I'm In Here is produced and edited by me, Kendall. The intro music was also created by me. You can find my wellness business, In Her Power, on Instagram at in her underscore power or on Twitter at in her power. You can email me with any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts that you may have. My email address is Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L, at inherpower.space to help support me in continuing to bring you some great content i invite you to become a patron please make sure you review share and subscribe to this podcast